And why wouldn't we sing that? Why, why wouldn't we sing that every day, just like That's Leanna right. said Amen. this morning, you know, in, in gratitude uh, before before we see any blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just in gratitude. <clears throat> Across the earth from Corey Voss. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. A special day. It's Pentecost. And Ray Hain comes in during the feasts and shares what God has been speaking to him about regarding these. Yeah. And that's actually a good intro with the song, too, uh, in terms of giving thanks. Uh, I wanted to talk about how do we celebrate Pentecost, for goodness sakes. Uh, we know Passover uh, 50 days ago. We had a Seder and came in and talked and shared all about that. But what do you do for Pentecost? Uh, what exactly is the appropriate thing for this one? So there are three feasts that are what they call like a harvest feast when they're harvesting something. You had barley, then you have wheat, and then you have fruit in the fall. So three times a year, this is Deuteronomy 16, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. At the Festival of Unleavened Bread, the Festival of Weeks, and the Festival of Tabernacles, no one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. That's pretty much the bottom line there. Mm -hmm. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. Very specifically, right? Not some random, not a percentage. The way the Lord God has blessed you. Count-offs, and also in Deuteronomy 16, just a couple verses before that. Count-off seven weeks from the time you began to put the sickle to the standing grain, that's barley. Then celebrate the festival of weeks, this is Pentecost, to the Lord your God by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. So two different ways he says it. In Israel, the first fruits applied only to the seven species of the land that over there, then, which, of course, obviously barley and wheat, but in the fall, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. Today, obviously, if we brought a bowl of grapes and figs to church, they'd be gone. So we can't do that. <laughs> we give financial gifts, which works a little better. So what I want you to see here is, is this. The buckets aren't as sticky. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine pomegranate. Just all the little seeds. It's just so much work. Uh, here's what I want you to see. God is asking you to give, not randomly, but specifically. He wants you to give your first fruit. See, they couldn't eat any of the harvest until they gave it. Do you get that kind of simple concept? The barley harvest at Passover was a picture of our salvation. Jesus was the firstborn son. That's what's first fruits. Romans says this, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So when you give your first fruits, it's a picture of Jesus giving his life for you. You're not thankful for your church, your pastor, your blessings. That's not why you give a first fruit. You are thankful for Jesus. Mm. It's first fruits, not second or last or what's left over. The wheat harvest at Pentecost was a picture of the giving of the word of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God chose Israel to be his chosen people, and he made them caretakers of his word. Why? So he could become flesh and blood through them, the people of Israel, and die for all people. Ephesians 2 says this, For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. 
All right. So this weekend, it's Saturday and Sunday. It's Saturday night to Sunday night. So when you give your first fruits, it's a picture of Jesus giving his life for you and the Holy Spirit empowering you. It's also a picture of, imagine living your life without the word of God. Imagine not having the answer. Mm -hmm. That's very tough. So that's what the gift is. So when you pull out your wallet or you go in your text or however you give, uh, it's not about any of the, the little things that you're trying to motivate yourself to give. You're thankful for the gift of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's first fruits. So you don't give whatever you want. You don't give your leftovers. What you give during fe the feast is you give your first fruits. All right. There's probably three or four things that are a part of, of Pentecost that are very significant. Well, number one is decide together as a family what it is you want to give and give that. Also, don't approach God unprepared. Uh, they, God gave them three days to get prepared for Pentecost in, in the uh, desert. The Lord said to Moses, go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow, have them wash their clothes, and be ready for the third by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. The Israelites had three days to prepare to receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. They were told to wash their clothes and stay ritually pure. So Pentecost is time to intentionally prepare yourself to receive the Holy Spirit. That's basically it's 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 really not about your out side clothes, but internally, spiritually speaking, we're supposed to prepare our hearts with, with an expectation. In other words, if uh, when I'm around the house, I got an old shirt, got some shorts, they probably got holes in them. I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm enjoying. But you know, when I come to work, I get I took a shower this morning. I got dressed. I come with a different expectation because of what I'm about to do, and I have different expectations when I'm here than at home. So the same thing there. This this weekend or any time when you're stepping in to receive, you you approach him and prepare yourself. Other thing they do customarily, it's a study of the Torah, would start at dusk, carry on throughout the night as a remembrance of these three days of preparation so you could receive God's word at Mount Sinai. You're going to trust that God's going to put his word into you even better. One of my favorite parts, as always, uh, Pentecost foods. Uh, Passover has a Seder with lamb, wine, and unleavened bread. At Pentecost, it's dairy-based food and obviously the wheat harvest, so it's wheat. Uh, Deuteronomy 26, he brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Mm. Because both the law and the promised land that God was giving them was compared to nourishment and sweetness, the milk and honey, it became one of the customs of this day uh, and this feast to serve foods that included milk and honey during the feast. So it's common for cheese plates, cheesecake, who doesn't love that? Quiche. What about the peach milkshakes? That are now out. Definitely. <laughs> See, I'm thinking... Just well, those are Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so. So, it's the wheat harvest, and you got milk, which is really cheese, so you're talking pizza. And uh, cheesecake is pretty much mm -hmm. the, the uh, order for our house, I think. Or pasta. Well, Could be pasta. you know, in honor of Pentecost, I think if you do go through the drive through at Chick-fil-A, order the number five. <laughs> Now, what's number five? I don't know. It's just five. It's just 50. <laughs> oh, 50. Oh, yeah. oh, you know. see, you went right over it. Yes. So clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with the peach milk cake. In Adam, we're all.